0: We are back to battle through round 16 and a fair bit of 17 as well. How are you, me old mate?
1: Oh, that was tough, <laughs> tough seven days to get through. We uh, can see that, uh, yeah, 18 or at least 16s have gone. Can we just finish, go home, please? Over this, over it. Yeah. Too much. We,
0: we were trying to be optimistic in the last set of recordings and review and preview around the matchups but on paper there was a few of them where it was like mm, that could go south and that one could go south and, and we thought oh you never know like this could you know turn around a bit but it, it there were quite a few that really meant nothing there was some very horrible um, scoring as well and it's funny like I don't know I, I, I do think that it's obviously a lot more even if everybody plays each other once but at the same time for all the, you know, the crowd of people that say we should only have 17 games and all this sort of stuff, a benefit of the fixture is that they can fix it in a way where even if it gets towards the back end of the year, obviously I I, I think a floating fixture should exist and we spoke about that last week at length. But um, that said, like, it does mean that it's not like, oh, so this Thursday is uh, West Coast versus North. Like it's a completely irrelevant game. The only way West Coast can take the fourth spot is if Geelong or Richmond lose, which, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen, surely. So just a bit of a shame. Like it's one of those things where it's like all all the people who are like really hardcore on this is how it should be. It's like, well, the flip side is that, you know, at some point, like the bottom's got to play the top and... If it's not being fixed as as well as it can be, like I think there's probably a middle ground, but it's a it's a shame where you know Carlton versus Sydney, like you know it's just so there's no relevance, you know, and, and clearly there's teams that it, they're they it's you know in their interest to not win. So and, I, and I'm not saying there's anyone like hardcore tanking, but clearly there is
1: interest to not win. So it's a bit and particularly yeah, exactly in this compressed season, right. it's a good time good, good time to. Manage senior players and <laughs> play the kids, yeah, yeah. Or, or drop the captain,
0: uh, which which although that drop that, that team was trying to win, so that seems a bit strange. But uh, anyway, we will we will wade through all the all the issues. So there's a few games to get through, folks. So we stopped the last recording um, on the Monday, the seventh of September. Uh, so a week ago from today. So we're recording this on Monday, the fourteenth um and at the time melbourne and freya had just played so we covered that off um so we'll start from there and then we'll go right through to where we're up to now uh massive thanks to our sponsors at hops to home hops to Home is a craft beer delivery service please check out hops2home.com.au. fantastic sponsors of ours um if you're in victoria and you're in lockdown it's an amazing service great way to get craft beer they collect um cans of craft beer they Uh, liaise with breweries all across the country uh, and get beers directly after they've been um, brewed get them straight away in can format in packs of 10 or 20 and then send them out to your door and it's a great way to contact us get fantastic craft beers and a heap of stuff that's not in the chains a lot of it's even smaller batch for um you know not even in that many bottle shops either so you know obviously right now in victoria you can't travel that far. so um, you know, might not be in your local bottle, though. there's a big chance it wouldn't be because they've got quite a lot of, um, actually sat down the other day out of curiosity and I had a look at the, the craft beer that Dan's have. I, I saw like a, uh, an Uber Eats, um, notification came up on my phone. It was saying like the local liquor land's doing free delivery. And I was like, I'm actually like half curious to see what they've got on these services. And I went on there and I'm like, ugh, like it's just so bland and boring. It's the same old stuff. And then I look at the dance one as well. We've got a dance, obviously not like most people, not that far away. Went through it and I was like, oh, like it's a lot. Of, like it was a couple of dance was better. i have a couple of things. But again, like all of these beers were far and away more mainstream than any of the stuff that you get to Hopstone, which, you know, gathers some really interesting stuff. So please check it out at yeah. hopstone.com.au. Um, use the promo code Dive to get $25 off your first pack. Um, great gift idea as well if you got um, you know somebody that's got a birthday coming up. Um, you know, anyone that's interested in craft beer, it's a really really good gift. Uh, you can pause it at any time as well. Um, obviously heading into the festive season too with Christmas, it's a great idea, something to yeah to keep in keep in mind for sure. So hopsterhome.com.au. Um, please check out Beyond the Game TV as well, our partner. Uh, old mate Ed, obviously we would normally do all the video stuff with him, but um, obviously still doing it remotely, which I think sounds like it's going to be for the rest of the season, because technically the lockdown doesn't finish till after the grand final, so we might be able to do some of the postseason stuff with him, but uh, yeah, please check out his content, he's got a lot of good AFL stuff, but also uh, NBA playoffs, he's doing a few bits and pieces around the NBA, um, also covering NFL, obviously, that's just started too, so yeah, definitely um, check out his channels on YouTube, um, Facebook. Uh, Beyond the Game TV, very um, switched on operator, our man, Ed. Our man, Ed, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, some sports in particular, the NBA, a lot more interesting than the AFL, right, at uh, the second.
0: Yeah well, saying, yeah, well, let's let's remember, oh, we, we completely forgot to do it last week <laughs> and then we did it um, on, on the phone, I don't know when well, we did it, but we should do like a little NBA thing, maybe at the end of the preview, once we've had a bit of a break in between the review and the preview. Oh. Um a little bit of NBA corner. Um, So first game, uh, Crows and the Giants. So this game was okay. Um, So we tipped the Giants. We thought, look, like both the Giants games, I tipped them both times and lost them both times. I I just thought they've got to win these games. I know we both described how out of form they've obviously been, how problematic their game plan's been, how questionable um, the re-signing of Leon Cameron's been. And then obviously the the Canelio dropping and so many different elements, right? And we'll get into them. But this was a very strange game. The Giants were so slow to get out of the blocks. I mean, at one point earlier on, they had um, you know their star forward who's wanting massive contracts. They had him in defence just to get his hands on the ball. Like this was embarrassing from the Giants, really.
1: Yeah, and I guess it's the, the nature of where we sit at the moment, right? Hard not to talk about what's happened just recently. Um, this is two games ago, yeah. but yeah, they, they were horrible in this game. Um, again, it's not not to take anything away from Adelaide. Adelaide. Again, can't take. We've got three on the three on the trot now uh, in, in super form, uh, playing really good football. But I don't think anyone saw this coming, um, and they just. Every single player, bar maybe two or three at the Giants, just looks so uninterested in a playing football. Yeah. But more importantly, and scarily for the fans and the coaching panel, they don't look like they want to play for the Giants. And um, yeah, it could be a very very busy postseason there with. Um, with a number of players coming and going, I would, I would suspect if they can get deals done. So, yeah, uh, but look, Adelaide, um, yeah, they're playing some pretty good football. Um, obviously, they've been fortunate coming up against the teams that aren't thereabouts anyway, so you take a win when you can get it and hopefully build on to the end of the year. But yeah, it was it was entertaining enough game. Yeah, it became um, fun. Yeah.
0: I yeah, it became a decent game. I wrote in my notes. I wrote um, the game like became fun. Like it started off like you know the Giants are really average, but it became a lot of fun. You know, like it was it was watchable.
1: Yeah, yeah just two teams desperate to get four points at no matter <laughs> at what expense. It wasn't uh, overly skillful or. Uh, a high class affair, but yeah, it was the last, the, the second half was entertaining. It was, it was well worth watching. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. But I mean, look, it's it a good side would have put Adelaide to the sword and this was, yep. this was terrible. This was really poor. And it's funny to, you know, try and not, you know, talk about it in relation to the other game, but yeah, it was really, I nearly said disappointing again. Obviously this hasn't happened yet, but they were both really disappointing. Um, Yeah, look, Crows were so much more aggressive, um, so much more efficient. We did not... Well, I mean, we didn't tip the Giants with confidence. We both were like Adelaide are capable of winning. Yeah, we both said Adelaide are capable of winning this. It was more that, gee, it felt dicey rolling um, it out as a tip. But, you know, Elliot Himmelberg was great. The kids looked great. I think they found someone in McAdams. I think he's really good. Um, I I know I was making fun of... um, uh, Fox Footy with um, uh, is it Shoal the Adelaide? Where am I? I'm trying to find his name here. Yeah, Shoal. No, no, it's Shoal. S H O W L. Sorry, I wasn't sure there's was a C in yeah. there. But he, like, yeah, he was really impressive as well. Like, you know, the kids look good. They, they're fun. Um, I, I mean, there's clearly going to be some retirements and there'll obviously be some exits as well. But yeah, like, it <laughs> it, it looks like that they've they've got you know a tapestry to to work with and. They're heading into a very strange territory now, Adelaide. Where it's actually the first time in history um, I saw this from um, Sir Swamp, the um, very good stats person on Twitter. Around um, this is the first time a team's gone, th- you know, thirteen and R, whatever they were, like you know, so many losses, and then now won the last three in a row at the back end of the season. It just doesn't happen, like statistically, where a team's been so bad, they're not gonna start winning games towards the back end of the year. And it does beg the question, like, I want to be positive about it, but it also does beg the question of where is this team being? Because, you know, a lot of these people were playing earlier in the season when they looked dysfunctional and unhappy and disinterested and,
1: and yeah, bored. The Crouch, and, yeah. Crouch Brothers are a prime example. They've played really good football for the best part of a month now. And it's like where were were they for the rest of the year? Um, yeah. Not being able to play this type of football and obviously wanting out, which is probably still the case. Yeah, it begs to differ. The big question marks over both of these clubs uh, is the culture more than anything, I, I think, which you and I have uh, touched on numerous times throughout the year with uh, both of these teams, about the culture.
0: Yeah, and not to be too cynical, but the, the cynic <coughs> in me would say that the reason why some of these mature age players have started to improve in the last month it is because of trade values. Because they're 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 not getting another deal if they look like shit. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, for the for the audio listeners, Michael uh, indicated uh, a dollar no, yeah, a dollar sign with the hand. Hey. Yeah. I'm
1: oh, sorry. I keep forgetting. <laughs> we, this no, audio no I'm, I'm joking.
0: Well. It was funny to do yeah. like that. Um, cash he, he indicated cash with his fingers but no so look a fun game um but yeah Giants are uh truly are really average and then after the next game uh, yeah that that's the that is the true battle of the busted ass which we'll get into but um look great pressure um the crows kept the ball inside their 50 uh for way longer percentages of time than they've done through through this year this I mean we, we're not, it's not a stats podcast but You know, the the numbers were crazy in terms of um, how much better they were in the key indicators, pressure and, you know, holding the ball inside 50 and marks and so all the, you know, major stats that matter, not, you know, the the stats of yesteryear of, you know, hit outs and stuff, which don't really make that much of a difference nowadays. It's more, you know, the the ones on, on modern football. Um, that they had. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, it's very hard to judge the the Crows in in that, like, a stack of these players are probably, A, not going to be there, whether it's retirement or trade. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, But the Giants, yeah, obviously, in this game, embarrassing. um, So slow, um, they looked lethargic and bored, really,
1: which... Yeah, exactly right. At least with the Crows, they're going to go into the end of the season, um, pre-season, with a winning mentality, yeah. um, so the young kids are going to feel very confident with Nick's at the helm, um, and, and knowing that the systems are working. Whereas the Giants are going the other way; they're going yeah. in losing, with losing mentality. They're probably they're going to probably lose a lot of players, or, or at least a handful, just like Adelaide. Um, and yeah, then you got to rely on people really believing in in Leon Cameron for the next couple of years, which. The, some of those senior players are going to be probably reassessing where they stand with that especially if they do see some players leaving on at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, and I think like we, the the major thing we've been really critical of of the Giants is similar to Melbourne and the irony is they play each other and of course they they're the two teams trying to, you know, get the 8th position which is, you know, very uh sport has such a funny way of putting these scenarios together. Uh particularly now that, you know, I know that they did put the fixture later but still it is hilarious that it fell that way but that said like they've got some of the same deficiencies in that you know it's more individual their game plan it's 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 even though they're trying to coach that out of them it still doesn't seem to work it still is so much focused on um you know single uh, ability it's uh, they they just don't seem like they want to play team football And that's a massive concern. There still seems to be a bunch of these guys that want to be the hero. And, you know, it's not as bad as Melbourne where, like, you watch it and structurally it's just, you know, like Benny Hill football, but it's where they're all, you know, running, chasing for the ball. And it's like, what the hell are you idiots doing? Like, it's going to go out that way. Like, it's it's just so bad, but it's car crash stuff. But then... Like, the Giants have a little bit more control, but there is elements of that in their game. And that's that's a concern. But yeah. anyway, but we'll talk about that. Even I don't want to go too much into it because then we'll have nothing to say about the other game. But, yeah, look, um, no. Elliot Himmelberg, you know, obviously Himmelberg, um, you know, great player in, in the Giants at, at, at times. And his, his brother looked great. I, I thought he was really, really good to watch. But, um, yeah, oh, oh look, I'd, outside of that, I mean, I don't, have too much more to say Whitfield looked better he's he they played him in a better position at least I think the role that they've given him um at times this year's been strange um it hasn't worked I know it's funny like I know Jacobs he's not a great Ruckman I know he didn't do that well um it's funny like our man um O'Brien who um from Adelaide who obviously had the hilarious incident this year with um Nick Nat, when he tweeted his notes about him and all that stuff so funny but that like he's obviously like the irony is like Jacobs gets dropped and then they bring Mummy in and then Mummy gives away eight hundred free kicks and costs them the game that's that's he's that's, horrible he's, he's terrible and we'll get into that he, he he in the other game he literally lost them the game yeah. I'm I'm willing to back that to the hill but the the you know they bring Jacobs in. Uh, sorry, they dropped Jacobs. And, like, I know he wasn't great in this game, but he wasn't terrible. And I don't know whether the coaching group looked at it and they thought, well, you know, he lost to O'Brien, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure it's more, more you know, nuanced than that, obviously. But that said, like, O'Brien is a good ruckman. Like, I, you know, he, he has benefited from, you know, taking that number one role. And jokes about him aside early in the season, it seemed, you know, like he was... It seemed like a compl- like he was a bit of a joke, really, with the Nicknab thing it was embarrassing. But then since then, he's he jokes aside, he has been really good. And in the last month, he's been fantastic. So yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I so, agree.
0: Anyway, but we'll keep moving because otherwise we kind of tap into elements of the other games. Um, yeah. But yeah, so fifty nine to forty seven, Crows winning that by two goals. They probably should have won it by more, really. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, Blues Crows. Um, Blues, Crows uh, wh- 20s Yeah what? So what do we think of this game? Sydney Blues um,
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's either going to play the finals <laughs> Yeah it be that harsh Like we've got a lot of football to get through I mean it, it, A close game doesn't always necessarily mean a good game And we've said that for ages now And I don't think this was a good game No, it was
0: terrible um, It's like Close games do not make good games And this is like the prime example of one um, it, it was... Bad. Like, I mean, the Swans were far more efficient early. It was another one of these games where Carlton, um, and we'll get into this in the other Carlton game, but Carlton concede uh, the the lead again. Uh, Melican was great. Um, Swans really just had so much more control. They were far more efficient. Um, I mean, like, it was it was just not very like good to watch at all because yes, they were better, but you know they couldn't put them away. Um, and then they kind of went to bed. They got the lead, and then they just went to sleep.
1: Yeah, I guess it's one of those games where we've had a handful, especially the last few weeks, where we haven't learned anything about either side. No, we've just we've just seen bits and pieces of what we've been talking about. In particular, these two teams. I mean, there's some shining light for Swans fans once they get injury injured players back, and these kids get some more time under their belt and all those types of things, but they can't sustain it for long enough because yeah. they're so young. And Carlton, opposite. They, they still don't know how to get the job done convincingly and they leave themselves open to being humiliated by the top sides. Um, that lack of or that inability, as you just touched on, to stay focused and on point for four quarters is a huge concern. Huge yeah. concern. They, they they should have won this game. No disrespect to the Swans. They, no, no. They played some really good football all year. But Carlton, with finals on the line, uh, on the list, better players, all that type of stuff, should have won by five goals. Yeah, well,
0: they won it in the end. But they in some respects, you can make an argument yeah. they were lucky to win it. Like, if Cot- well, Cottrell misses, they don't win it. So there was that ridiculous Cottrell goal at the end, um, which yeah. which was where he did that Giannis uh, thing, which was pretty funny. Uh, the best element of that was that um, Jason Dunstall did it after the yeah. game, which was very funny. But, I was going to say, oh, well, there
1: was a young kid that did it as well. And there was that
0: kid that did it too. That was great. <laughs> um, that's true. But, yeah, no, you're right. It was it was really like, you know, two AFL teams that, that are barely at that level that, you know, are probably 50% below the top um, and and just, you know, struggled it out. It was not a great game to watch. No. Um, I mean, it's no, funny. Like, it's
1: not- Carlton, unfortunately, is still way off the top eight
0: side. It's a t- It was a typical Carlton game because they started slow. They made the opposition look a lot better than they should um, because Sydney are not that great of a side, obviously, at the yeah. moment. They made them look a lot better because they were so average. Then they, they gradually work the worked their way. Hey, sorry? Yeah,
1: then they had to work double yeah. time. So that worked their arse off to just get... On even keel, and then they're stuffed and have to hold on.
0: And, and they have another, you know, miracle type finish, which they've had a couple of these this year. But they've also had a couple of those go against them. You know, the Port Adelaide game that that yeah. that Port game though, they were legitimately quite good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very frustrating. And I mean, Carlton, why don't we use this as the opportunity? So um, you know, Eddie Betts, and um, it sounds like Eddie Betts is well, he wants. Um, to know by the, apparently by the weekend in terms of whether he's going to be playing on. Um, and it's sound, all the talk is that Kate Simpson's um, already been told um, that's it, which is not official yet. You might, you guys who are listening to this now, you might already know that by now, but there's Monday nights so we don't know that. Um, but what do you, does that sound like the right decision to you to move those, to, I mean, they just got bets back. Like, is this the right call?
1: Not bets. I don't think bets is a good call. I think he, he, if his body's fine and, He's happy and wanting to play on it. He, I don't see the point in having one year out of him. That just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And yeah. who have they got to replace him? Who is the Eddie Betts replacement? Who's a small forward? No. That, that They haven't got a replacement, whereas the defence could probably handle the loss of Cade Citizen, yeah. to a degree. It's serviceable. Well, he's been awesome for. He's probably... He'll go down as a, a Carlton Gray. Yeah. Um, might even. In the Australian, um, what do they call it again? A, legend, a like Hall that. of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll probably get a Hall of Fame as well. He's, what, played 350 yeah. or 350
0: games? or something, quite, quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a very, very good player, but player. I think,
1: yeah. He's might... having to be a bad side all his career.
0: All his career. It might be time to let somebody else. I think they do have a few players that yeah. I think would be good to run through that role. Would you agree with yeah. that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've got no problem with um, whether it's his decision or the club's decision to to move him on. Uh, I think that has to be, that call has to be made. He's thirty four, for memory. Yeah. Um, oh, he's so second oldest old player thirty
0: six. I think he might even be like thirty. Might be, oh, yeah, actually, because
1: he's yes, yeah, only second behind Burgoyne uh, as far as um, age of players in the con. So he's the second oldest player there. So yeah, no problems with that. And I don't think he'd feel. Let, let down by the club if that was their decision. Um, he has been a clubman for first and foremost, he's been here through thick and thin, more thin than thick. Uh, yeah, so... Three, Ed Betts is a different... Bets is a different kettle fish. I think, again, their deficiencies lie in their forward half. Yeah. And even if they do what's rumoured to be the Sean Burgoyne deal, because of that soft cap being restricted... Have someone that can play a mentoring, coaching role, and a bit of football, like the old olden days before um, VFL went semi-pro. A lot of players were, I mean, it was player coaches. For God's sake, that's yeah, <laughs> and that's that's the type of thing that we might see for the next two, three, four years until um, full departments are, are back to where they were um, pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, look, they they do need to do something um, a bit like like any team that's got an ageing list, Hawthorne or Sydney have already done it, Geelong will have to consider it soon, West Coast will have to consider it soon. It's just how do they use this new um, structure of their clubs to best utilise resources? And that might just mean some of these older players get that extra year but in a diminished playing role, Uh, but at least then they're giving back and doing something behind the scenes as well to uh, justify their existence, which I think is a great thing. I think that, that could be the, um, the standard um, sort of protocol for some clubs that just help in transitions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's probably what do you more... think? What, what are
1: your thoughts around it at all?
0: Well, I think Cade Simpson, I, he, he, he does look a little slower now. I mean, like he's, so to clarify, so he's 36, um, 340 games. So yeah, obviously he's um, played a shitload of football and um, been an incredible um, player and uh, you know crazy underrated. Um, yeah,
1: but he, he, if he played in July, he'd be, he would have been like the. He
0: becomes an Enright type of. He honestly, yeah, I exactly. think, honestly gets to that type of level. Um, you know Joel yeah. Corey or some of right at that. And that's team. the type of
1: player he was. was yeah, yeah. Just yeah. hard at it. Straight, just ran straight lines, kicked and handball straight. There was no fuss about him; just no. did his job. They yeah. did it really well. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's
0: it's always a hard one. So much of building a team is getting the age gaps right, and that's I know that sounds like a really simple thing to say, but it's part of why Richmond are so good at the moment. is is, is that they've got that top age group where they're all kind of like later twenties, early thirties, but they don't have too many of them. And then they've got like a bunch of these guys in their mid-20s, but they don't have too many of them. And then they've got a bunch of really good kids, but again, they don't have too many of them either. It's all about balance. It's so hard because a player can play. I know the average AFL um, amount of games is not that high, but the, the reality is in terms of balancing a list, in terms of how many players you've got, <clears throat> so much of it's about balancing how many um, how much of a gap you've got and getting that right and maybe having these two super old play I mean they're not going to be there for a Carlton flag Carlton aren't going to win the flag in the next say the, well, the maximum they'd have would be another year maybe maybe two at, at an absolute stretch and Carlton aren't winning a flag in two years so maybe it would be no, maybe not, no not no at all. they're, they're um, a long way they're, they're a good five four yeah. or five years as a minimum before you could even have that conversation so I think, um, it probably makes more sense to allow um, them to have that space but then uh, and, and, and allow you know others to, to play in those roles. But then I agree. Who comes in for bets? I, I, I don't know. I don't think there is a bets replacement, which, I know they wanted Papley, which they didn't get, and now apparently Papley's signed on with Sydney, which will come out in the next few days. Um, so they're not going to get Papley. Um, I don't know. Maybe they go I, I, like it's there. There'll be other people on the market, I'm sure, and there's people I'm sure we don't even know about. But that's maybe that's pushing part of the decision. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Carlton almost need to overhaul offensively very like quite heavily. I think um, McGovern was a massive mistake. He's on huge money and he's. Basically, like, like, awful. Really, like, I don't want to be harsh, but he is like, uh, like, you know, I can like, He's been paid so much money and yeah, getting the yeah. getting the kind of numbers that, like, uh, you know, a, like, a, like a mediocre VFL player would get. Like, it's abso- it's absolutely ridiculous. So uh, th- that's. And then I'm not like, I know their kids are okay, but they've not really come along as well as some of the other kids in that same draft at this stage yet. So that's that's a concern. But maybe they just need another year or so. I don't know. It's very hard to read. But then they, they, they clearly don't have that, you know, igniting, interesting, you know, small force. So I... I, I but, but they both are veterans. But then I, I agree, why bring Betts in for a year? Does that make any sense? It would have just made more sense probably for him to have retired at Adelaide or, or stayed at Adelaide for another year. I think he was contracted for that year anyway and just, just finished yes. off with, with Gibbs just gone. So anyway, very strange. But yeah, like it's, it's, there's not a lot to discuss out of this game. But look, again, some of the Sydney kids look great, no doubt about it. Um, they should not have lost this game. They'll hopefully learn a lot from this game. Uh, I, I, I genuinely think there's some like properly good Sydney kids. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah, not much to go this game. There's not really a game of not no, really any consequence.
1: No, look, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch these two teams over the next three years to see which direction they're both going because I think they're yeah. fairly close <laughs> as far as uh, where they're at at the moment and where they could be next year at um, full strength for both of them.
0: Yeah, so, and then the last game of round 16, so uh, the Q clash on Wednesday, the 9th of September, so Lions versus the Gold Coast. Um, pretty average game. Uh, this well, didn't. Is is, uh, Fizzar. uh This didn't live up to any. any there is something, there are some talking points, though, but it, from a Brisbane perspective, but it didn't live up yeah. to really anything. Um, we're recording this now, uh, as I said earlier, on Monday, the 14th of September, so right now, the. Suns are still playing um, the Pies, which will keep it's 47 nice. to 37, a start of the fourth quarter. So it's still it's still close. Um, but going back to this, so the, the Gold Coast, they, they just didn't look um, anywhere near it. They looked really average and like they just need to go. And it looks like I, I watched the first half of that Collingwood. Um, that's why I bring it up, the Collingwood Gold Coast game. and. They look like they were better, but at the same... In this game, they just needed to get back to doing basics well. And, you know, they were trying to be flashy. And it's a lot of that, you know, rubbish that's crept into their game over the last month, which we've commented on. Um, But, yeah, obviously Lions so much more efficient, faster, um, still very inaccurate. Like, it was funny how low the standards are for... I know it was at least in the positives, but it's funny how low the standards are for... Brisbane's goal kicking really like this is the re- peel, peel it back like this is the reality of it they kick 13 10 and there was a bunch out on the full there so it was basically 13 13 in terms of a, a miss from goal either out of the full or behind and like there was a lot of the commentators like wow this is so much better and it's like if they play like this there's no way they'll be able to, they'll be allowed to score 13 goals against Geelong yeah. Richmond you know Port the better teams but that said like it's it was a bit embarrassing how low it had gone but yeah suns suns were terrible um what i mean did, what did it take i mean i've got a couple of things but what takeaways did you have out of this game like I, I i mean it obviously didn't mean anything in terms of the ladder really it meant that brisbane could hold on to that top four spot for sure so they had to win it but pretty nothing going
1: no uh, once again um i mean you covered most of the points I find that the, the, the fatigue really must be setting in with these young kids, at the Suns because they're resorting to fancy stuff because they think they can get away with it, but yeah. not realising they're that split second slower to act and react. Um, so the fancy stuff looks really horrible. And that just comes with, with time, composure, experience, and just a, a number of pre-seasons of... Um, building up that tolerance to a long season. So we knew that was probably going to happen. Um, It's just disappointing that we're seeing more of it at this stage of the season. It's sort of this year starting to look like previous years in in a way. They're much better, don't get me wrong, but um, there's still a lot lot for them to learn. And, yeah, Brisbane, once again, they score that because the opposition allowed them to, not because they're, Better or playing really good football, and that forward line is dysfunctional, and yeah. I something you 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 brought up off uh, offline the other day when we were having a chat. I think it should be a stat now: goals behinds, out of bounds on the full, because there's no pressure on forwards because it's not a stat for them anymore. And this is a generation that is obsessed with stats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything stats, stats, stats. It's drilled into them uh, by coaching um, and, and training, and, and there's no black mark against their name for the amount of times they kick it out in the full, which is probably more times than they kick a goal. So I, I think it should be brought in. And um, anyone at uh, um, who does the data for the champion, AFL, champion, uh, data. champion data, make it a stat out on the full, kicking for goal. Well, that think- put some pressure on everyone.
0: It would embarrass some people for sure, because this, this, you know, there were some horrendous misses. Um, yeah, I mean that. That, I mean, we'll go into the Rayner one. So um, Chris Fagan looked like he was, you know, ready to tear his hair out. That ridiculous, um, you know, bullshit <laughs> champagne chip kick that was arrogance. arrogant arrogant yeah arrogance. arrogance yeah it's a really good way to describe it I was trying to think of the best way but that that's probably the best um yeah horrid uh miss from Rainer um they still lack so much polish and that's gonna cost them like you know I, I just I just can't understand. Like it just shows as I said how low the bar is when this is something we're impressed with like I will not ask, but you know, the audience in some respects. But yeah. Yeah, well Jad, the other thing to take out of this game is the, the, the bad sign as well, Jared Berry um doing his shoulder. So he's gonna well, be
1: pretty hopeful that he'll be back for potentially first week of finals.
0: They've said that, yeah. I mean I, I I've heard a well, few I reckon. I think I, I think the week, second though. week. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I was gonna say. I think he I'm not yeah, he'll be back, but he'll be back, I reckon. That's gonna be pushing it for the first one. It's gonna be similar to Lynch. For Richmond, They'll, they've both got a mm. yeah similar length of time. Um, <clears throat> but McCarthy got that horrible cork as well, and I just wanted to say, you know, that that was um, a lot of toughness to play through that cork and come back on because that was a yeah. ho- was a horrible it's, cork, is not he?
1: Been a great pickup for Brisbane. Oh, though? Like, so we, we haven't ta- we haven't talked about him enough no. throughout the year. Last um, year we did a, a bit, yeah, yeah, and now he's he's integral for for them. I, I mean, I'd be getting in his hand front of goals more than any of the other players if i if I was brisbane
0: yeah i always did wonder like he did chop in and out of the geelong side so i understand why he left but i always did wonder whether you play him over uh myers or somebody like that i i, I i'm not sold on that totally but it hasn't mattered as much because hawkins are so good mm-hmm. and you know the mids have been scoring as well and it hasn't made that much of a difference but that said, like I, uh, excellent player, very um, I think underrated, but yeah, not much to take out of this game other than oh, well, there's a fair bit, but from a Brisbane perspective, but from a Gold Coast, really nothing. Um, yeah, they were terrible. Um, looks like they're better in this game tonight, but well, I saw the first half; they were better, but yeah, um, but ho- horrible from Rayner. Um, Got to hope that something like that is a wake-up call, but this has been going on for weeks. So you know, I I looked at it afterwards and I thought. Well, hopefully this is a wake-up call where, you know, the coaches afterwards didn't look happy at all. It was funny with a win and they all looked pissed off. So you've got to hope that, you know, in the rooms during the week, I know they don't have much time to review things at the moment, but yeah, Matt, I don't know, like whether they can, you know, I just hope the penny drops because it would be such a shame if Brisbane blow this chance. I mean, it, you know, when they're probably never going to, maybe next year, because, you know, the reality is COVID's going to continue into next year. Like it's highly, highly, highly likely and we're probably going to get the same kind of season that we got this year, next year and then the following year maybe it, then it might start to resume to some level of normalcy but, you know, it's what a chance to blow to have the grand final in, in your state. You've been able to go home each night, you know, you, you've had you've had a far more normal season than virtually everybody else. It would be such a shame to blow it but... Um, well,
1: maybe that's the problem, maybe that is the problem, they miss, they're missing the travel because they're so used to travelling every second week. And they're just getting lazy because they're staying at home all the time. Maybe that's what it is. Um, And now there's no finals in WA as well, just to um, update the listeners who who may not have seen that. So everything's going to be played in Queensland now. They've Um, said that, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, the the, um, uh, quarantine restrictions in WA haven't changed enough for... Um, games to be played there and, and get around in a week uh, or less than a week for the following round of uh, finals. So, yeah, all, all in Queensland, so well down to the AFL on making that decision a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. I think it's funny, just back over that for a second, I um, read an article in the paper today um, about commuters that are, apparently this is a real thing. I don't know how prevalent it is, but in Melbourne, so for listeners outside of the state won't quite understand this as much, but obviously we've been locked down for months. Apparently there are some people doing a fake commute. So they get up in the morning, they like get into a suit and pretend they're going to work and then drive around their five this is I'm not joking, this is a real article, driving around their five-kilometer area and then coming and then coming home and you know, pretending they've got to the office, and you know, and, and it's so strange. So that, that obviously that's like worth an hour conversation. But in connection to that, maybe Brisbane need to board planes and fly around Brisbane in the air, and then land again and pretend they've they've flown interstate and play.
1: Maybe maybe <laughs> just get on a little charter flight down to down to the down to um the Gold Coast to Coolangatta. Yeah then wait there for a couple of hours <laughs> and then get a flight up to Townsville yeah. or Cairns, in Cairns. Um, in Cairns yeah. um, and do a training session up there and then fly back to Brisbane that night
0: yeah just that, that fake thing. commute yeah. to the game yeah well they're, they're workers still exactly anyway they have got money
1: to burn or <laughs> wow. stuff like that
0: not not by the amount of uh, redundancies from AFL.com, they don't. Um, no, that was a shame to no. see So some... people
1: are getting the commute. I hadn't thought about that. I might dress up in a suit tomorrow and go for a drive.
0: Apparently, this is a thing. I, I have not it's considered it um, at all, I'll be honest. Um, it doesn't got sound... got dress
1: I've got dressed out of my active wear at home <laughs> just to feel like I'm in an office. But that's about as far as I'll go. Chuck us some jeans and a shirt.
0: Well, I think because my job, like, just before no, we shoes. keep moving... I never worked, I haven't worked, I don't technically work in an office, so like I no. would do things at home and then I would head off and do other things. Obviously, that's strange that I'm not, you know, going out and doing other bits and pieces of business and meeting, you know, there's no meetings in person, obviously, that's weird. But I, I never had like the long commute, the, the typical kind of, um, our, where we met, our jobs, we had a terrible long commute back in the old days, but no. that was that was the biggest I've ever done. That was a horrendous commute. Um, anyway, so round seventeen, um, Saints. V- Are you happy to move on? I don't think there's anything out of that game. Yeah, mate. yeah. Yeah, I think we talked yeah. a too long about that. Too to long, be That's alright. <laughs> no, no.
1: um, we 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 covered some other things. We, we did,
0: and, and and we probably could. Yeah. Then then we don't have to cover them. In the other games. Um, Saints yes. West Coast 52 uh, sixty-five. The Eagles by fifteen points. Um, this was this was a good game. Um, Saints yeah, got I a lot, enjoyed watching it. Yeah,
1: Saints got a lot frustrated, more opportunities. I was, I, was, I was a bit frustrated for, from the Saints' perspective. I actually thought um they, were, they had the game plan and, and they've got the system in place to, to beat West Coast and they failed yeah. to do so. so I was a bit disappointed that they didn't take that opportunity. But other than that, I you know, enjoyed the game. Um, West Coast obviously finally got another win up, up in the – Queensland hub which is nice for them yeah well now Um, they're missing a lot of players they're missing a lot of players and obviously a couple of key key personnel not there which they're obviously gonna look much better once Um, Shuey and uh, Shepard and there's a couple of others that that weren't playing obviously they're all premiership players and extremely good in
0: their roles no yo they haven't had yo for ages yoey um yeah, that's true. I mean, it did have a bit of a, like, if the Saints had gotten a little bit closer, I think it would have been a genuinely good game. But I think, yeah, it did have a bit of a knock on the game in that, you know, the Saints, they were a bit disappointing towards the back end. But they we have yeah, a lot... Go, sorry. I was
1: going to say, yeah, they, they got the lead right near the start of the last quarter. Yeah. Didn't they? I think they just hit the front and then literally thought the game was over. Did a did a, did a carton and went to sleep. The yeah. West Coast just... Counted for the last nine ten minutes of the game, and was too far for him then to get back. The,
0: the, yeah, to go back to the disappointment for a second. I mean, sixteen to six inside fifties um, at one point for the Saints in in crunch time. Um, that's yeah. that's not good. Um, they had a lot of opportunities. They probably should have won this game. Really, um, you know, we spoke about last week who West Coast have defeated, and it's not top teams. So that that that's been you know that was a bit disappointing, but. We'll, we'll do the Eagles. Um, yeah, look, I mean, big momentum in the second um, nine straight 50s, just kept putting that pressure on. Um, obviously, they were a bit rattled with um, McGovern, he, who really barely played this game because he had the concussion. Then he had the concussion test, which means he's got to be off for 20 minutes, and then he came back on again, and then he did his hamming. So yeah. he basically didn't play. Um, but, look, they they, it, they made it work. Um, a lot of It was a very patchwork kind of win, but they got it done. Uh, there's definitely, clearly, as you said, their best win in in Queensland by a mile, but you know it's probably not, um, it's probably not that uh, big of a thing. But they have had some horrible losses and, and a couple of okay wins, but um, they did blow the lead for a bit there and let the let the Saints back into it. It was a very strange game. It, it did feel like very one of those games that nobody wanted to win. Uh, but Nick Nat Animal he was so good. Um, yeah, him and
1: Kelly we were probably the two players that. Really wanted to win this game more than anyone else on the on the field. Yeah, uh, best game that I'd seen Kelly play for his new team in the Eagles. And yeah, Nick Knapp yeah. just continues to um, move towards another um, All Australian. Guernsey, I think. I think he's been the most consistent ruck for the year now. Oh,
0: he, he's he's the All Australian ruck. I, I can't see how anyone uh, Grundy's nowhere near. Um, and Gone has gone footy. No. Nah. No, no way. Um, and, he,
1: and he just and he just brings his team into it either by giving clear passage with his tap work, or yeah. more times a night he's like, I don't trust any of my teammates. I'll just do it by myself and take the ball out of the air and kick it to advantage. He's fantastic to watch. It's so good to have him back at uh, playing consistent football and his body holding up.
0: Yeah, and the other thing too is like he his performance in crunch time and when it matters is is. Really important. It's been a bit of a knock on his career at times, but, you know, nine clearances and five in the last quarter um, when it was tight. Yeah. So he he's he, there's always been that bit of a knock on him as well that he probably doesn't perform as well in, in, in red time when he really needs to, um, but he was he was fantastic. Um, yeah,
1: Gaff stood up too in the second
0: half. Yeah, Gaff. A lot of the good possessions and, and clearances. 100%. Yeah, that was probably the best I've seen Gaff play for some time. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree on Kelly, definitely. Like, this was this – was, I had that as well. Like he's easily – this was easily the best Kelly West Coast game by uh, way. I reckon. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Steele. So, Jack Steele, obviously, he's been fantastic. He's had such a good year. Do you reckon he can finish in the top five of the brand line?
1: Like, I, I kind of feel like – I've got him top three. Yeah, I've got him top three. I reckon he's a real smoky. I, I know that all, the, all the numbers are with Neil – but he has, he's he, been in a team that's won a lot of games and he's been in the top three for his team most games. I can't think of a bad... I think I can think of one bad game I've seen him play all year and it wasn't even that bad. He just didn't need to do much. No, it's funny. Was dominant. It's interesting
0: that you say that I was going to go that far, but I mean, like... He, he's actually not that outside of a smokey. Like, I actually think he's... He might finish third below either Neil or Boak. Um, yeah, very interesting. But he, he, he was, again, fantastic. And is he the future captain? That's going to be interesting whether they move... Um, Geary, Geary's been a good captain, obviously, through a very difficult period. Um, but maybe they move over to um, steel. But Liam Ryan, again, who we've um, spoken about so much. Fantastic. Um, so much fun to watch. Uh, like, just unbelievable again. Ridiculous fuel kicking. He, he is in such good form. It's not funny. um Yeah, very, very, very impressive. I think that's probably the with the Eagles. Like, I, they patched it up. It was great to see them win a game without McGovern. Um, you know, obviously, like, you know, that's been their Achilles heel. If you take McGovern out, I'm sure in the meetings with, you know, with Richmond and and Geelong, when they talk about playing West Coast, if you can take me going out of the game, you're halfway there. And so that, to win to win it without him basically was 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 really impressive. To be fair, um, oh absolutely, yeah. Oh, look, so yeah. That,
1: to think. I think no else going down in this case. So, it feels like it was so long ago. Twelve years um, ago. Um, I'm trying to think if they had another injury or not.
0: I can't. Remember. There there were other injuries probably, um, but. Just one thing I want to talk about: um, a young King, the um, St Kilda forward. He, one thing about him, he's is obviously so eager, and he's an excellent forward. Don't don't get me wrong. And, and the two King boys, I mean, they're both gonna like dominate the competition like it's not funny. But he does almost like overhunt the ball, so almost like a, a, a cat with a ball of string. So it it. or or Melbourne, like, all trying to get to the one ball. Like, it all seems very... Like, he just needs to... He's very young, and it's not a criticism, but you do notice... I guess it is, but you do notice this. he'll, He'll figure it out, obviously. He's so young. But, you know, just... There are times when it's better to leave that contest to your teammate further up the ground and then position further away. There are times when he... Just needs to be in, in other positions, and that's you know yeah, going especially to come.
1: someone like um, Membry, who is really yeah. good for for that role pushing up. And so he he did that a lot on the, in this game. I was very impressed with his ability to push up onto the wing and take good um, contested marks just yeah. to open up that space. But you're right, yeah. And obviously, who's the other um, key four? Is it Marshall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. they once they I mean once they just get a bit more skillful in their trade, um, yeah, look out. And obviously they're very fortunate to have someone like Jared Roughhead as a forwards coach um, at St Kilda at the moment. He, he'll They'll get a wealth of the experience and insights about how to position. But it takes time. You've got to practice it. Um, and your natural instinct, obviously, as a footballer, is to want to get the ball um, as a forward. If it's coming in, use your body at it, so yeah, I agree with what you're saying. So hopefully, yeah, yeah next year we'll see that positioning uh, come a bit better. He just needs
0: not to overrun the contest because there's two problems with that. Firstly, he ends up out of position, but secondly, he gets gassed for when he needs to be in the contest. So yeah. I, I it, it, it'll work, but it that's just something I noticed a bit in this game. Um, but yeah, look, well done to the Eagles. Um Obviously, it's it's a shame they just needed that extra win, and they blew some. You know, lost to Essendon, lost to some. You know, not lost to Adelaide. Like there, there's some games that they absolutely should have won. Um, so it's a it's a shame with West Coast because they'll they'll miss out on the top four. You think almost certainly now it's got there's got to be a bit of a miracle for them to make the fourth spot now. And as good as this was, they kind of wanted to get fifth. So. That's a shame um, for them, but it'd be very interesting. And and the so, Saints,
1: who's a shame for just them. Just them. I don't yeah. think anyone else cares. No,
0: I don't care. But it's shame. Well, same for them. They they had they had their chances. Yeah. They won all their games in WA. The season's primarily been played in Queensland, and they blew it most of most of the time. Like it's that's yeah. the thing. So
1: and I, and I think with not having that second chance, regardless of whether they play, we're playing in WA or not. Yeah. Um. That it said. Premiership
0: chance too now, I reckon. Yeah, and now, like, McGovern's, you know, going to be, like, really pressed to get back. So, anyway, uh, it definitely doesn't feel like it's their year at all. Like, this, I know, like, no. I know... Too much has gone
1: wrong with injuries.
0: And I know the funny thing is, in 2018, we said that too, because we were like, you know, no Nick Nat, no Gaff, no, um who else, Shepherd a whole bunch of, like, key, key players. But... This feels different. Like they, they're just too far back now, I think. I know teams are won it outside of the eight, but it's at the top four, so not the eight. Can't win outside of the eight. That would be, be difficult. Um, well, you can if, yeah, if, if there's a drug saga. Been. Drug saga. Then you can do it if one of the teams gets disqualified. Um, so, yeah, best win for the Eagles in Queensland. Next game, um, and, yeah, hopefully the Saints can, um, can get it together because they are a good side. Uh, I hope they do some damage this year. They're, they're good to watch. Cats-Richmond. So this was obviously billed as the, the big classic game of the year. Um, it definitely wasn't game of the year. Um, so 57-31, no. to 31, Richmond by 26 points. Uh, yeah, where do you want to start here? What what were your overall thoughts on this game? I mean, I've got a lot to talk I'll, about,
1: we'll, but yeah. Yeah, I, we'll stick with our normal routine. Uh, we will go with the tigs. Uh, I, I I thought the game started as expected. Um, a bit of an arm wrestle, a bit of a tussle, uh, a, a lot of feeling each other out like it was a qualifying final, I guess is the, uh, the type of game it, it, it sort of reminded me of. Um, there was that intensity about both teams uh, and just well, like two chess masters. So I'll just move around. I won't do anything crazy yet with our pieces. We'll just play it out and try and bluff them. Uh, and then the shackles came off a little bit. Uh, huge pressure from Richmond, as you'd always expect, and just that defensive setup um, through the corridor just suffocated Geelong's ability to play their natural style. And it took them a while and probably not didn't see it enough to be able to manage that, which is a little bit unusual. I think that's where your salwards and your ablets. Um, you really miss because of their a, ability to to get to a contest and, and hit up a teammate that you probably couldn't see, most other players couldn't see, to open that up and break through these defensive structures that Richmond are so good at. So, uh, And to, to Richmond's credit, they were able to just do it from the whole game. Which yeah. is the, the other teams try to do this and you go, oh, Jesus is doing really well, only for it to break down and then... Uh, Lynch, obviously, with that injury um well stood up huge. He's best game for the season when it mattered, which he often does um, when Richmond need two big games. He loves the, the stage. Um, yeah, and then uh, obviously uh, Grimes, Animal, um, just <laughs> he's, he's, he's a modern scarlet for me. He's just so good at playing every type of, defensive role. Um, yeah. I thought Cochran was was a solid contributor in the midfield. Lambert was really, really good. Uh, Baker was good. Um and He's very they're good. Just, they're just well. There's just, they're just so poised and balanced across all, all all lines at the moment. If one of their players that has had a good month sort of drops off, there's two other players that are ready to step up. So yeah, uh yeah ticks were, were impressive. Um one Bit more convincingly than I thought, but I'm not surprised that they they, they, they did. It tends to happen like this late in the season. Might might push the boundaries too much when you got finals around the corner type scenario. And they're higher on the ladder as they well. They were really good at yeah nullifying N- Dangerfield, Managola, uh, Guthrie, and Duncan's influence on the game too, which is huge. Well,
0: so we both tip Richmond. Um, I I was shocked to see on the ASBN tips thing that Richmond, only 29% of people tip Richmond. So that's, you know, 71% of people thought Geelong would definitely win this game. Um, I don't know. I, I felt that Richmond would win. The, the other thing as well was that Geelong had been up for a while. Um, it felt like as great as they've been this year that they were were due for a drop. Um, yeah, I mean... We'll, it's... Was-
1: yeah, we don't see those big, long-winding streets that often anymore. It's too
0: hard. It's just too hard with these short yeah. breaks too. Richmond coming off a long break, which it's not okay. like the bye week. Where in terms of a normal season, you know that you know Geelong, for example, all yeah. so often loses after the bye. That's not the reality of this anymore. And Richmond doesn't seem to have that deficiency. But, yeah, oh, look, I, I, they were able to lock the game down, choke the game, and it's funny, the the two styles of, you know, control versus chaos, in you know, the Geelong control versus Richmond chaos, chaos won. And if yeah. they play like this, they'll win the flag. There's no... I, I cannot see another scenario where that doesn't happen now. If they play at that level from here, how who's going to stop that? Like... It, it it's when you've got and we'll keep going with Richmond and we will get into the cats for Geelong fans. There's a lot to talk about, but I mean, yeah, like get comfortable because there's a fair bit to talk about in this game. Like Bolter's ability to aid defence it is I know like in his role he does swing in 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 other ways, but he is like like it, it is getting disturbing how good he has become. Like I know like, it's funny the Richmond to to their credit like the Richmond fans called it early and I I said I was like just. Pour a glass of water on your head, like calm down. Yeah, well,
1: you were an old school Richmond supporter, like trying to play flop finals. I guess I'm older time. than
0: like, I know. I'm no, older than them Put three. a lid
1: on it. Grand well, finals, premierships. No, put a lid on
0: it. I'm in my mid thirties, so I've seen <laughs> a lot of shit house. are uh, right. I was,
1: I, and I was the same too. I, I, I thought a lot of um, commentary around him was um, not unsubstantiated. It's not the right one I, I wanted to see more. I want to. I want to see a bigger body of work um from him um uh, before I jumped on that. And yeah. I have now and I think yeah he becomes that versatile. Um swing big man. They can play literally forward, back or in the ruck. Yeah. And like
0: you know, Lynch so we'll get let's get into the injury. So Lynch, um obviously not ideal with the hamstring. I, I think a lot of people have you know, forgotten the timeline of this. Like the amount of people that made a big deal of the lynch injury in the media, like, I know they've got to make stories, but it's like you realize that, you know, they're playing Adelaide, which, you know, they wouldn't have arrested him, but now now like it's not actually the worst idea. So they don't play him. And then they've got to buy and then like like in terms of the counting of the days, like, it's actually not that far off that he would um that he would play the first final probably plays the second one, but it's not end of the world. The other thing too, you know, hey, um,
1: yeah, it's low grade. It's the top. It's not a serious hamstring. It's just with it. The only concern is because he's so tall. Yeah, Sausage,
0: it was a higher one. Yeah, it was a higher one, but it wasn't a big tear. It was a. It was. A, it was a, a medium. So it's a low, low to medium grade. So they reckon that should be okay. But the other thing too, so Soldo, obviously, like. Absolutely um, terrible for him. Um, so, for a bit of history on Soldo, like 2017 was on the fringes, um, playing good football. A few people in the side took, took his position. Um, you know, at that time they had a, a whole range of other tools. Uh, missed out on the 17 flag, played really well in 18. I thought 18, obviously they didn't win, lost the uh, prelim to Collingwood, and then um, wins it in 19. And then I think it's been in really good form. It is funny, though. Against Geelong, I almost would have been tempted to have played Chol instead of him anyway. So, and I have to say, it was very embarrassing from Channel 7 at the back end of the game to be, oh, this is, you know, nightmare. What are they going to do now with their tools? Well, they'll, you know, Volta's going to have to go into the ruck now and, and, and that really hurts their defence. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see when they get Asprey back and will have to then. Hopefully, they can get him back. And it's like you guys know Chol exists, here. Yeah? Like I, and there was a good like, and then yeah. there was a really embarrassing moment, like after an interview, like they, uh, Daisy or Luke Hodge or somebody on I can't remember um, interview someone on the ground. And after that, BT was like, oh well, the the other thing, of course, too, of course, uh, you know, is uh, Chol. Uh, you know, we've got a factor in Chol as well. And it's like, no, nah, you forgot him. Like, don't don't try and. Go backwards now, like you, yeah, all backwards. of you, all of you, Bomber Thompson, to to quote, all, all of you, you, all of you, <laughs> completely <laughs> forgot that Chole exists, and that's like he has been so good. He's in in fifteen other sides; he'd be getting a game, embarrassing. So anyway, that, I'm just going to fire a couple of bullets there, but like, it, like I, I think Chole is outstanding, and uh, Richmond are not in the position they were in a couple of years ago, where it was like. If marriage goes down, we're cooked. And I remember that period where it was like marriage down, cooked. We're not that that is a long time ago. And ironically, with playing Adelaide, who I am not and I don't want to be arrogant or disparaging to Adelaide. Obviously there's they are still bottom of the ladder. Um that I now. Yeah, old mate strippers, um Cole that with old mate kebab with Sydney stack, Coleman, he actually would have been uh, is it Coleman or whatever his name is, that kid? The other one. Not Stack, the yeah, other one. The other one. Oh, the other bloke. The other kebab guy. That guy, I think he actually would have been... He actually might have played him to see what he looked like. So that's a shame. But obviously, Chol comes back in, who deserves to be in the side. I hope there's nothing going on um, internally there and, and things are okay with you know him and, and Vlosten with that whole touchy-feely stuff. I hope there's nothing going on there. But... He fantastic player. I, can't, I I I'm excited for him to come back. And I don't. I, I all these. All, I know they've got to write a story, but like all this stuff, all this you know noise of that. Oh, this is going to hurt Richmond's chances. Like you can mount a strong argument. The is a better player anyway in terms of where they're going and the kind of team versatility. Well, it's, yeah,
1: it's just his versatility. Yeah,
0: he can go forward. He's damaging. He can aid defence. He's an excellent ruck. He can ruck for longer periods of time. I feel. I just, I just don't
1: understand. Anyway, but and yeah. and 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 let's and, and. not forget. Let's look at the, the the key contenders that Richmond face as a potential um, grand final opponent if they get there. Geelong, Stanley you, is not a dominant ruckman. No, he's slow. Brisbane. Stephen Martin is still out. Very slow. If he gets back, Port Adelaide. Yes, now we're starting to talk maybe, but again... He's a big boy Lissett, Lissett, but yeah. He's, but you just got to nullify him, and, and either Choll or Bol- Bolter will beat him around the ground. Yeah, that's which the only thing. leaves West Coast. Which only leaves West Coast. Yeah. Um, and they're so far off from potentially of getting to the grand final, let's be honest, if they're not playing at um, Oxford Stadium. Um, so... Yeah, the, I agree. The noise, I don't know they're making stories, but make some stories with some facts because these commentators are the first to have a go at other people where it's like, where are your facts? It's like, well, well, you write a lot of bollocks all the time.
0: The other thing too is, like, guess what? Hit-outs, to a large degree, mean nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> to a large degree, mean nothing. They are the most bullshit section of stats now. It means almost Nothing. Like recently, uh, there were multiple other games where the, the, the opposition ruckman we spoke about last week and the week before where the opposition ruckman was better at the hit out, but you just read the hit out. It's not. It doesn't matter. Like it's anyway. That's that's another whole separate discussion. Oh, but no, Joel, I think is is a great option, but Richmond, you know, is so good um, at avoiding stoppages. So this is the other thing. Like obviously that rolling maul of of Richmond, um, and as we said, the Cats. Uh, control versus Richmond's chaos. Um, I, I was really impressed with Richmond's ability to drag long periods of time. It's not optically great to watch, but long periods of time where, you know, hold the ball up, hold the ball up, but long periods between those holdups where they've just wasted more and more and more and more time. Um, that that was really impressive. Um yeah, I mean, uh, the other thing too is they, they're they funny, Richmond, in that they allow Geelong to move up the ground as long as they don't get past the wall. So they they sit that wall just over the, the, the middle of the ground. They're happy for you to walk up the ground. They actually ideally want you to walk up the ground so if they quickly can bounce back, um, they can waste more time going back into defence. Um, yeah, I mean, if they ever bring in a rule where... You can't go backwards too many more times. That's going to be a problem for Richmond's game plan. But yeah, I mean, six, Geelong conceded 16 scores from turnovers. You're like, I mean, it's just, you know, five that's, of seven. Unheard of. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, right. it, yeah. So, you know, five of seven goals uh, at one point were breakdowns in Geelong's back half chains, which, how good is Geelong? That I know that's a bit of a weird stat, but like, so that's a majority of their back link defensively that's broken down and that has looked as good as any in the league easily this year and it's been one of the best things to watch Geelong's defense looks impenetrable and then yet that you know the majority of the time Richmond were able to either you know fist out intercept create them all <laughs> you know just make it take ages like it's yeah very 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 impressive um Jack obviously really lifted in Lynch's absence who didn't play large sections of the game um, but yeah like you know they, they help. obviously Richmond's defense fantastic as he spoke about with Grimes um, it's crazy they've got Asprey coming back as well but um, you know cats hardly any marks in offensively um, you know so this is another I know we don't go into stats but there were a few crazy stats in this game so Richmond were the first so this is, this is the first team to win a game without a player having had 20... So they had no players that hit over 20 disposals since Sydney in 2006. And I know we're not playing, like, the same minutes, but it just shows that, A, there's such a team game, like, across the whole board, there's no just stars that are winning it. But, B, it did feel like a Sydney 2006 type of effort to just, you know... If if it's a shootout, Geelong's probably going to beat them. But just... Like, you know, play, listen to Barry Hall this week on Sacked, um, the Herald Sun podcast, which is quite good. And he was talking about how, you know, when he was at Sydney, that, you know, we couldn't beat West Coast. They're way better side. So we had to play the the adverse to their game. We had to make it a, a horrible, you know, crushing defensive game. Otherwise, if it's a shootout, they're going to murder us by 10 goals. So, yeah, anyway, but very interesting um, to see Geelong concede that many... That much, but they they came back for a bit there. Radigalia looked really good. I mean, like, what what do you think? Do you do you think Radigalia belongs in this side? I I think he does. I mean, what's the mission forward for July?
1: Yeah, I, di- I didn't for a while there, Um but he can. You've got to take into consideration versatility um, and options in a game. It only takes one little injury, which we've we seen, particularly this round coming into finals on on, on the eve to key. Um, pillars uh, in various games. Renegalea gives a chop out right around the field. Like he can play up forward, where I guess that's that's his best position because um, he's so hard to to man up on. But he can he can play ruck for periods of time, and he's a big body in defence who's athletic. So as long as he could bring, if he was playing defence, he can bring the contest and bring the ball to to the ground. There's enough in Jolani. I mean, have got. Stewart and um, Zach Tui and these types that can can pick and run and all that type of stuff. So there's no problems there. It's it's managing now. Who who do they drop for him? Because I'd like to see um, uh, Rampy stay. Rampy, yeah, yeah, Ramp. um, and have Rampy, Radegala, Hawkins, Myers. Rampy plays for Sydney.
0: Sorry, what what were you? Where are we going?
1: Sorry? Rampy. Post- no, no, it's not, not Rampy. The other Sydney player that's now at Geelong. I didn't think it was Rampy. Um, but you're
0: talking about um, he's injured. So, lay, Gary I Rowan, mean, laid out.
1: Rowan, sorry, yeah. Not, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was Gary like, what I said, what's happening? I was happening? Leaving, you're like, no, he's not it. Yep, well, that no, that's not the right player, but I'll just keep going anyway. In my head um, I was yeah, like, Yeah, Gary Rowan, sorry. So, Gaza Raza. Gary Rowan, radically Hawkins uh, and Myers is your four sort of main avenues to go. On. And then you've got obviously Gary but comes back. He, he plays sort of between the mid and the fourth line. And then after that it doesn't matter who else the, the, the sixth player is, they, you probably want them pushing up behind the ball as a, a, a extra defence anyway, because let's be honest, Hawkins needs more space than less um if he's gonna be as effective. So yeah, I, I do I know that's a long winded response to your question. None of, but yeah. I, I I think there's a I think there's a role for radically to play in the Geelong team, especially when we consider everything we've just discussed about um, some of the other teams and that versatility. Like Stanley, yeah, he's been very good this year in the ruck, I think. Um, he, he deserves Damn to be that number one right. He needs a backup. He needs to rest at some sometimes, so Radically is that option for me. Still trying to get it's
0: old big. mate locked down for the interview too, so let's uh let's let's give him some yeah, praise. Reece Stanley. That, but... Let, let's lock let's try and <laughs> harass him some more. Um no no. Uh so look, great game, uh well not really bad game, but I mean a great game in that there's a lot to discuss at least. It wasn't like, Ugh, there's a few of these games coming up where there's literally nothing to talk about. We're going to bang through the next few, but um, yeah, I think it's funny with Radigalia's lift. It does. So I wrote in my notes, right. I wrote with Radigalia's lift does beg the question, re roll and late out. So by that, I mean, can you play them both? And uh, you've just kind of broken that down there, but it is, it is a funny one. Cats. Have obviously so many good players, but it's it's so much of it's down to selection for me with those. I, I they they've got it. Ideally, they really have to keep Blixarves in defence. He has to be in defence. If they're going to come up against Richmond again, he has to be yeah. in defence. It has that's to happen.
1: A, yeah, that's a prime example. Doesn't matter what happens. He has that has that like, has to happen. Yeah, and I think that proved a point on, over the weekend. Is Blixarbs would have chopped out half of the uh forays from Richmond into the forward half which makes it a much closer game. And I guess that's the type of teams where if you're Geelong, you roll the dice by playing Rowan and Radaglia. Maybe against um, Brisbane, you don't because – oh, not Brisbane because they're good defensively. I was trying to think of another team that's not as defensively minor. St Kilda. You probably don't play both of them against the St Kilda because St Kilda are a bit more attacking. Um, the Western Bulldogs, if they play finals, those types of teams, you could probably say, you know what, Let's go with our standard structure um, and try and uh, play keepings off and, and see what happens. And I think they would get over the top against those two examples um, in a game, uh, in a finals game. But, yeah, teams who have got really good defensive structures and particularly defensive six, Brisbane's and you, uh, Richmond's, you, you need to expose or, or at least make them work really hard and if you've got another two forward options, that puts pressure on the, on the back six.
0: 100%. Of, of the 63 times that Geelong left their back half, they only scored three times from leaving the back half. So they scored in other ways, obviously. But, like, in terms of when you've left the back half to then proceed to a score, it only happened three times of 63. Yeah, and that, that, that'd be an shows out- what the Richmond of- wall does. Sorry?
1: Would, yeah, yeah. Did I was gonna say that would be like a massive outlier for Geelong for this season. Yeah, like, yeah. it'd be such an outlier, it wouldn't be on the on the board. You couldn't see it.
0: No. Um yeah, so a lot very, very interesting game. Put it that way. Um, I think Vlosten as yeah, well was exceptional.
1: I don't know. Does it does it put a question mark or a cross against the cats for you?
0: Yeah, I saw this discussed on a few other Platforms. I, I, I don't think so because they're going to get more back before the back end of the year in terms of, you know, they'll probably get, they'll, you know, you think they'll get Selwood, they'll get a whole range of other pieces back, Tui, um, other things that will help, you know, bolster up their side. Um, it's concerning, definitely, but I, I I don't think it's a huge red flag yet. Not in this kind of season and not um, with as well as Richmond played. I, but I think Geelong would hope to not play them in the finals. They probably are going to play them. And I think they'll, uh, I, you know, this was the pre-season guess. I think they'll play them in the grand final. But, yeah, it be very interesting to see. But, yeah, great. Look, not a great game. I keep wanting to say great game. Oh, look, look, good game overall, but it, it had a lot, you know, of interesting nitbits. Um, something that had no yeah, nit.
1: Good <laughs> Good for talking points. Not good to watch.
0: No, exactly. Uh, something that that doesn't have either of those really it was Fremantle North uh, in the next game, thirty-five to ninety-nine. Frio absolutely murdered North. Uh, North are terrible. Fremantle are good, and I think they are going to be
1: quite good. Next, oh. yeah. Only thing to come out of this one thing: Jesse Hogan kick four goals. Well done. He's back. Give him the Brownlow, give him the Coleman, he's back.
0: The Brownlow. Well, will, will he stay at Freo is the biggest question. Did he, you know, is this something that he's just done to get a bit of, you know, not lie? Well, the defence was terrible.
1: There. I hope he does stay there. I think him and Tabiner, uh could make a pretty potent uh, um, combo up forward. Tabiner's had a great season, it's not like fifth or sixth on the Coleman for the year. So that's pretty good going for a team that's not going to be playing finals.
0: Yeah, but nothing to take out of this. I mean, Hogan was quite good. You'd think he'll be, you know... It's funny with the whole... Can can this side get it together with the Walters five year is the biggest question that kind of came out of this game. But I think they can. I think I've been really positive on on Freo's kids and I think with a couple more pieces, they could get there.
1: Yeah, I, I reckon if they can keep the... Uh, the core of this list that they got at the moment. So 80% of that team um, for the next three years. I, I, that, I think that's all they need at the moment is, is probably two to three years. So obviously next year they have to play finals for that to work and then make a semi or a prelim the, the year after, like that slow progression of, of success. Um, and then I think they're a huge opportunity because – I mean, Walters and Fife, Um, have obviously got at least three years of good football left and then probably more. Yeah. Those two are pretty, pretty special players. I'm just disappointed that Mundy's um, probably not going to be around for that success.
0: Um, yeah, or well, Mundy, probably not. It sounds like he'll go on, though. Um, but ter- North were horrible. Um,
1: North are horrible. They're the worst fan in the comp at the moment. I think by, by far. far, yeah. They
0: probably deserve to get the spoon. Um, absolutely horrible. They've fallen away massively. Reeshaw... Um, seems like he's got one foot on the Westgate. He seems very mm. um, despondent, sad, um, upset. What?
1: Why took the job.
0: Yeah, he does honestly seem like that. He seems really depressed, which is. Yeah, some um, of the stuff that's hard to come watch. out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been super positive right up until the last two weeks. And to have such a, po- a negative sort of feel about everything, about his team and everything that's happening, he's just quite. Separate from his natural persona, I didn't think I'd actually see this from him, regardless of how low the team went. But to say that they're basically good enough for AFL, I don't know, you can feel that. I just didn't think I'd ever see him. So, lazy,
0: they were just lazy, like lazy north defense. I wrote in my notes, like they were, they were just you know bland and really un, unprofessional, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, so nothing to take out of that game, really. Um, good on Freo. I think they're going to come out next year and be, be a hell of a lot better. I hope they do well in the trade period. Um, and North, we're going to, yeah, it would be very interesting to review them at the end of the season. Um, next game, Port...
1: Uh, actually, sorry, just yeah. the one thing this game, and you and I spoke about him in his first year, um, Davis Uniac, where he always wondered why he wasn't getting uh, regular game time uh, and started to see... The fruits of his hard work. You know, I I thought he he's this year he's, he's been everything that um, North play, um supporters and, and coaches have wanted to see from him. And I think he, next year he's going to elevate himself to to another level, especially if he can get a team around him to help. He, he's looking super. Just yeah. thought I I almost missed that note that I had on him. No, no, sorry, I didn't mean to keep
0: moving. Yeah. It's uh, not the most. I know oh, it's an easy,
1: easy game to move on. Move on from, but I did. Yeah, wanted to point that out because yeah, he's he's been much maligned ever since he got um, drafted and not played the type of football like some of the other top ten uh, recruits from that uh, draft have, have done. So good to oh. see him playing some really good ball.
0: On Hogan, he did seem a lot more positive as well post-game, just as a side note. Like, I saw the interview with him after the game. He actually did seem like he's invested yeah. and wants to be there and interested. So oh, that good. So that was, that was exciting. Um, yeah. Port, because I'd like him to say Port, um, Dons, yeah, wow, terrible. Um, Essendon were horrible. Uh, Port were good. Um, they probably should have buried them a bit harder, but um, yeah. in terms of shining lights for Essendon, Draper. yep yeah. Big silence after get, that. Really, they might
1: get something. might get something for Danaher. About
0: is that a shining yeah. light? No, it's well, it's a bit of cricket. Uh, Drake, but, but yeah, shining cricket great. But that's that's it. Uh, walk in the park. Fourteenth um, time in forward half. So this is so this is Essendon, right? So they're fourteenth overall for time in forward half in terms of the amount of time they're able to spend in there, and they're fifteenth for pressure. How embarrassing is that? So they're not, they're not like, who are they? They're not either. They're not a great offensive team. They're not a great defensive team. Busted ass. Um, Disgraceful kicking. um, Terrible from both sides really as well. Dixon missed some ridiculous shots as well. He was great earlier. There was that crazy mark where he took the, um, took that mark with one hand. That was great with his uh, enormous mitt. He
1: was was opposed against a 12-year-old who weighed about 50 kilos he oh, it should. He it should have been in that position in the first place. He shouldn't have been
0: front-center. It's funny. So I saw something during the week. I, um, I've i been wanting to mention this for a while, but I always look at... I actually have written it in my notes a couple of times that I've always not been bothered. Like, I, can't, just, I haven't had time to go through and, like, you know, break it down. But they just look small, Essendon. They look like a small, undersized kids team. Yeah. Sometimes when they play against, like, a better side, they look like men versus kids. And then I saw something during the week, an article, I, I, I must apologize, I've forgotten, I'll try and link it, but it was very good about, um, I can't remember who wrote it or even where it was from, it's been a busy week, but that was essentially going over like how small they are in terms of the weight, um, height, all that stuff. And it, it's true, it's not just an optical illusion or anything like that, they are small and skinny and you that's to juice. Hey? no juice anymore they're not allowed to have the juice well that's it they're, they're like Bane in Batman and Robin when he doesn't take the thing he gets all you know
1: but yeah. no, it's, it's true and this, I mean to, they, and, and they are the only oh, team and it's it's funny to note the other teams that are, are struggling at the moment like my team one of them they look tiny next to almost every other football team Hawthorne and SM just look like they've got a bunch of marathon runners um, in their team yeah And short Lots of short people too Sh- Who? All and Essendon yeah Short Short and skim Just get pushed around like ragdolls It's It's yeah. quite funny Because I thought Yeah I thought the same I've been thinking the same They haven't got They haven't got these 194, 196 centimetre Almost 100 kilo Centres and midfielders That um, a lot of the other teams have got Not just one or, They've got two or three of them Hawthorne and Essendon seem to have all these very nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties, all skillful and, and fast and, and all that type of stuff, but they're just not physically big enough to go with these other teams no. at the moment. Um but yeah, Rockcliffe yeah. was
0: great, uh Wines was really good too. It'd be very interesting to see what happens with him in the off season. Um, you know, Houston, Boke, all all Rosie, all the typical Bonner,
1: mm-hmm. all of those they're guys. Still in Bonner, hey? still in, like Brisbane, I'm still concerned yeah. that they didn't put the Sort didn't didn't go all out, they sure won probably by 100 points. And I thought at half time they were going to, yeah, it looked like at it looked they like they were going to just, whoo, and get, it... on, get onto highway six, uh, reach 66 at thousand uh, miles an hour and just tear it up. But they didn't, Highway
0: 61. Um, referencing a lot, very long Dylan conversation the other night, um, Dixon. The, the, yeah, so in, in connection to that as well, is Dixon kicked two goals, three, which is not horrible, but if he does that in the final, he might goss them. That's the thing. Like, it's it's still... I agree. I, I still worry about them not bashing teams. Like, And they should have smashed Essendon. They're so much better, it's not funny. So um, they should really have belted them. Uh, anything more on that game? Or you been happy to
1: keep moving? Yeah, happy to move on. I've just checked it on the, uh, uh, the final score for today's tonight's game. That's how I'm over that game that we are just talking about. No disrespect to our listeners, but, you know, or another horrible game for the round. Oh, it's not looking ideal.
0: And then we move. So after the Port Essington game, we go straight into the other oh, a battle of the absolute busted ass in the GWS Giants versus the Dees.
1: have you ever seen two <laughs> insipid bands or – sorry – Teams, not bands, bands play together um, in unison uh, that do not want the onerous task of being eighth and playing finals. Nobody wanted to did, win this. Nobody wanted to win it. It was unbelievable. This is the type of game, if you could absolutely erase, like literally um, Men in remove your memory, I would... I dearly do so. Like the pencil or the pen in Men in Black. Beep.
0: That's gone. Yeah, yeah
1: that exactly. And we haven't even got onto my Hawthorne uh, team getting <laughs> annihilated by the dogs yet. So that says a lot about this game. Well, at one point it was
0: 43 to 44 turnovers.
1: And we're talking about <laughs> top eight contenders. AFL sides. Um, Use the language, turn it down if there's kitties in the car.
0: Fuck me. It was so bad. Um, the Giants, yeah, obviously struggled heavily. Um, Daniels was huge late, but that said, like, I I mean, nobody wanted to win this game. Um, we spoke about this a little bit earlier in that, like, it, it, I know Jacobs hasn't been, like, you know, Source has not been the, the ruckman they wanted him to be, but, you know, Mumford gave away way hmm. too many frees and cost them the game. It's just that simple. Yeah
1: he, yeah, he may not be that ruckman that he once was at Adelaide, but he ain't the liability that... 100%. mummy is and sorry 100 percent. that like you said earlier the difference between them winning and losing uh, were the stupid free kicks that well mummy gave away there were
0: two goals that resulted directly from him doing that so t- he gave away two goals and they lost by five points so i mean he literally like gave the game away
1: yeah um uh, and that's not to say that the rest of the team but two or three players. Again, like we said in the earlier game, they are not interested. They don't want to play football or they do not want to play football for the Giants. And that's uh, disconcerting if you're a supporter of the Giants, even more so if you're Leon Cameron or on the um, board and and coaching committee because this is a team that should easily, based on potential and and the players, regardless of how this season's panned out, be top six. As, at, a very, at the very least. Should have signed up a final spot two weeks ago. But they they just don't seem to want to play together. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: terrible. Terrible. Uh, I mean, where do we even start? Like, I don't even like... It felt like nobody won this game, so I don't even know where to begin. I mean, like, Cameron was so high up the ground again. Terrible. Like, he's so out of position. How is how, if I'm Geelong? Like you've got to be crazy to offer this guy a massive contract. Like I, I there are so many other players I'd rather go for. Like I, there's so many other forwards available. Like I'd, to be honest, even with the baggage, I reckon I'd rather go for Hogan than Cameron at the moment. At least he can play. I mean, it's just unbelievable. He cannot play. He looks so bad. I've never. I, I can't think of a, a
1: drop off like this. It's amazing. Or is it? Is it? Or is he literally? so um, this interested in and has there been a riff inside the, the yeah. club and he wants out and that's why he's just like, I don't care. Well,
0: it's funny you say that. Someone actually said that to me recently, said, do you reckon there's been some kind of internal riff with Cameron? And I was like, oh, I, I absolutely. No, at, this, at this point, it, it may as well be that because it doesn't make any sense. Um,
1: no, it's some, whether it's uh, Leon Cameron or someone else, I mean to drop your your captain to have star players not turning up yet they still play them um, and I reckon they do that for fear of uh, media pressure um, and questioning about it all. So and he's come out and admitted that he's holding they're holding off um, negotiations right until the end of the season. So I think
0: he's gone. It's all a matter yeah. of where he goes. I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing about going to a team like Geelong or. Um, Richmond, not that Richmond are going. I'm just using them as examples. Is they've proven to get the best out of any type of player they get down there. So, I mean, look at Lockie Henderson's a great example uh, at Geelong. It's all, all done. Retired two years ago because uh, he couldn't get his body right, and now he's an integral part of their back six. You wouldn't, you wouldn't trade him out or, or drop him for for anyone. Well, he hasn't been. The irony is their
0: defense for this year has been so good; he hasn't been getting as many games. But yeah, he, I, I agree. It's a good analogy. But I mean, look. One of the notes I took in this game, which is just shows how like it's funny because it was a high scoring game. So on paper, you'd look at it and think, "Oh yeah, seventy four to seventy nine. That's pretty high scoring for twenty twenty football." But this was a terrible game. Like it's by some miracle it got that high. Like when you think about it, like who scored these goals? Like it was not a like great game to watch at all. Like, it's a real spread. Daniels uh, for the Giants kicks three. This small forward out of nowhere kicks three. Um, Baker, two. It's a it's a big spread. Lloyd, two. Rivers, two. Spargo, two. Williams, two. Pickett, one goal, three. Pickett, yeah, that, a couple of those he absolutely could have kicked. But, I mean, a couple... There was just so many awful, embarrassing moments that I wrote in my notes. Hopefully the dogs take the eighth spot because I don't want to watch... Either of these teams in the finals, like I want to, you know, cleansing after the, the home and away season, and I don't want to think about teams like you know the ones that we're seeing, no, um, no. like this involved re- in finals.
1: No, this this deserved a draw. Um, disappointed that it didn't get happen, and neither of these teams uh, are worthy of a finals berth. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad that, and we'll get to the dogs in a sec. But I'm glad they won and won convincingly um, because now that the percentage might come into play, uh, they put themselves in a really good position to hold on to the eighth spot and they'll at least make, at least make whoever they play against an interesting game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I think uh, that they, will be better. Same old, same old, same old from both teams. Same Went crap. Went to sleep, crap. Neither of, them are, neither of them are worthy of yeah finals. Disappointing, frustrating if you're a supporter, frustrating if you're just a fan of football. Um, yeah. There's no point really going
0: further because we're just going to go over the same stuff that we've spoken about up. for both teams, two which most, two most disappointing teams in the comp. Probably, yeah, given that they both have talent and they've just blown it. Blown it. Um, yeah, look, very embarrassing.
1: Yeah, it's quite a nothing else. Otherwise, yeah. I'll just get my stress levels up.
0: Embarrassing game. Carlton, at Adelaide the following day, uh, not a great game in, in a horrible, really weakened a bit of football um, outside of a couple of games. Wow, I mean, like, this is speaking of, you know, no one wanting to win the game. I mean, particularly after what was a busted-ass game the night before. So two teams, Melbourne, obviously, you know, I know Carlton are a very outside chance of making finals, but given the night before that the the Giants and Melbourne had ended up on basically the same score, it meant that the percentage hadn't really gone anywhere. So Carlton really did dead set have a chance of making finals. I mean, I know it was unlikely, but at least it it wasn't impossible. It wasn't mathematically impossible. And it wasn't like, oh... You know they need to they need to win every game by 38 goals, and then the other two teams have got to lose by 29 goals. Like it wasn't crazy. Like they if they kept winning and winning well, you never know. But this was terrible. They 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 again. I mean, the, like this, the numbers are are shocking. So this is the fourth time this year that Carlton have conceded the first five goals. The fourth time in a year. That they've conceded Winner. the first five goals—that is ridiculous. Like that's not that's not. So if there's a game where they concede four goals, it's not part of that stat. If there's a game. If there's a game that they concede three goals, which is still terrible. It it you know it, it that is shocking. Um, you know the crows were way better, and and all all credit to them. We've obviously propped them up in the other game. Um, ironically, Gibbs. would just let's do. Um, but yeah, that that's obviously a shocking stat for Carlton. But let's do. The crows, um, you know, Shoal look look good. Uh, obviously, kids again look quite good, like the previous game. Um, but yeah, Gibbs, ironically, like actually looked okay. One of the like it has to be one of the strangest ends to a career. Like he he he, he plays a good career at, at Carlton. He leaves. He looks like the missing piece for Adelaide. He goes over there and then doesn't get a game. Basically, plays for like five minutes and doesn't get a game. And and there are some. There are a lot of rumors about why, and I let's we won't go into that. But it, like, what gives those rumors probably some validity is that it seems very strange, like how quickly this just kind of just completely fell away. But he looked okay. Like, how is he not getting a game in this side? Who, yes, they've been better, but like, they like, you know, anyway, he looked okay, but
1: very strange. Um, yeah, one of the most bizarre stories of uh um finishing a football career that's for sure when he got it. to adelaide it looked like
0: he was going to play 300 games be a seriously like all time not all time that's exaggeration but like a, a a very good defender like a you know maybe a level below an enright type of player but still in a very serious air and now he he just you know completely fell off the perch but yeah, it's a he'll story be, we'll probably be, never find out.
1: Oh, he'll be forgotten about in two years. Um, maybe we will let like, right, Bryce who? Yeah, well, that's that's the thing with football is, you know, it's it'll keep moving. Uh, he'll be known as a Carlton player.
0: He'll be known as that Carlton yeah. player that played 200 games. It's, that's what it's going to yeah. be. Um, but, yeah, look, I I mean, Cripps, it's set shots. So we talk about how important goal kicking is and, you know, how embarrassing it is at the moment. So he's six and eleven in set shots this year. Six and eleven. And that's not including your your category of out on the fall. And he's had a shitload of out on the falls. Embarrassing. Not embarrassing standards that's the thing, and then he kicks this ridiculous goal. I mean it's just it is the strangest season. Like anyway, so yeah, Adelaide way better, obviously. Um where's this team been? Again, I thought that too, like the other game, but yeah, I mean, you know, Carlton had had a, a window and they blew it. They're, an, they're another team that can't make finals. So and then the they next game Hawthorne, they don't want to play finals. People people are desperate not to play this year. And then they just want to go home. Which they well, who'd too, to,
1: too too much travelling involved this year with finals. Yeah, it's terrible.
0: Who'd want to come home? It's fucking jail here. Um Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I, I'd be wanting to win to stay up there, desperately. That's exactly right. It's, it's beautiful weather at the moment. Uh, you can go outside. You can chat with your mates. You get two phone calls like, a day. Yeah, that's it. You can go for a surf if that's what you want to do. Probably get a haircut. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know.
0: yeah. Uh, Hawthorne Dogs uh, in, a, in, a, in a great game if you Fantastic are a crazy person.
1: yeah, dog supporter and, and didn't want teams like the Giants or Melbourne to play finals was great. So that's that, that's the shining light I've got out of it from a Hawthorne um, supporter's perspective. It means that Melbourne and the Giants are probably not going to play finals, which is fantastic. Oh, and neither are Essendon, which is just the best thing when Hawthorne are not playing finals as well. So can't be <laughs> Essendon not playing finals,
0: win. The only thing, the only caveat with that, and I, I agree. The only caveat with that is that Luke Beveridge looked legitimately pissed off at the end, and I, they should have won by ten goals. And that that's so. Yeah. It, it ended up forty to seventy-six. Dogs won by thirty-six points. Um, for those math- mathematically challenged, so like Beveridge was angry at the end, and I would I, if I'm a Hawthorne supporter a Hawthorne's but a dog supporter I'd be thinking that a little bit too because um, technically it does open the door a little bit because they didn't push the percentage high enough but yeah. they'll they'll. you'd think so the last game they've got uh, is Freo I believe Western Bulldogs yeah so you'd think they'll beat Freo it's at Kazaley you'd think they'd beat them it's not they're not having to go to the West to play that so you'd think they'll win that and they'll make finals but like yeah, I mean Melbourne plays Essendon, of course, which is hilarious. It was a stupid game that never got played. Um, and then um, and then
1: Giants have got Saints. Giants which, have got Saints, which they'll so the Saints will, they'll they not lose. Don't lose. So can't. Melbourne's the biggest. Yeah, they need, they really needed to um, get that percentage above Melbourne's. Yeah. Um, but look, it's in their own. They're facing their own hands, and there's not much they can do about it. They have just got to win by one point. That's all they have to do. They win. Get on with it. And I think they will. I think uh, as good as i have been, it's a, it's a long trip from, for them. Yeah. Because uh, they played Adelaide, didn't they, I think, last yeah. week? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so up to early So, yeah. Uh, look, the Dogs, the Dogs did what they should do, and uh, beat up on an inferior team that um, played their 40th player for the year, which Hawthorne haven't done since 1967. Oh, Bit of Just stats, 40 stats bit of numbers. Yeah, that's how bored I am with my team at the moment. It's to say you <laughs> <about>. <laughs> you're, re- you're reading the grey sports almanac, um, mm, trying to yeah, <laughs> with Doc Brown. No, I, I look, it it's a changing of the guard, and it's probably a season and a half overdue yeah. uh, to start um, blooding more kids into the into the team and getting used to the system and all that type of stuff. But uh, more about the dogs. Uh, he's Bailey Smith? Just one of the best recruits you've seen in a while. Like I think, where yeah,
0: I think he is. Back in the game and where he got picked. Yeah, I think he he will be. So what what pick was he again? What number?
1: Uh oh, was it late or mid? Mid first? I know it wasn't. It wasn't low. Like it wasn't a, in the thirties or forties. It was no, no. He's not in the twenties or something. Was yeah. it like twelve or fifteen or something like that. Like it wasn't. He wasn't a top five or or anything like that. Well,
0: the irony is, yeah, I mean of that of that last year of that draft, it was like, oh no, he's not in the top there. But now it's like pff, he's not like he he might be the best of the entire draft, or, or certainly pushing. Obviously, there's a lot in that draft. It's a stacked draft. Uh, yeah, of, he
1: seems to be having the most impact. In he the looks games. so good. He's like
0: there's a lot of subtle things about him. Like he's he's obviously like simple things for the great players but he's already got it as a kid which is amazing like he's got that you know you know just just sim- just positioning ball awareness he's outstanding inside and outside he's is special special yeah delicious he, he's he's just, well, he's just scrumptious already
1: definitely he, <laughs> he he um he brings elements from a lot of gun midfielders Um, and and more forecast conscious, as you just said. So, can not be pleasured, that's trademark for several. Um, but the poise, he he reminds me somewhat of uh Ann when he's got the ball in his hand. He it's like everyone around him can't touch him, time stands still, and he has a plethora of connections. He can pirouette like a ballerina. That's how much time he's got. Um, there we go. And he's so skillful by, especially by foot. Yeah, I've never seen miss when he's uh, going, especially forward um, of uh, the centre square. He's yeah, he's super. Um, and obviously, it's it's been that type of player that needed to release Pali, which again, no coincidence. He's having a really, really good season uh, as well.
0: Well, he was huge, and and you can mount an argument, really, who was the best on ground, because Bont was massive, as was um, Caleb Daniel. Caleb Daniel was unbelievable again. He's so much fun to watch, that guy. Um, Yeah, I
1: almost threw a brick at the wall uh, at my screen um, when I saw him surrounded by, you know, could have been two, three, five, ten players, um, all much taller than him, which is not that hard, and he just stood up, jumped vertically and took a mark. I'm like, how does that happen? How? Nobody on him? Well, I know he's short, but you can't think they, miss him.
0: I think tagging Caleb Daniel is actually not the worst idea when playing the dogs. Like, if I'm the Giants, I almost think let's send DeBoer to Daniel. He is that important yeah. to their side. I almost think it's the best idea. He's so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, He has so much influence on the game that it, it, it's... It's almost necessary to stop that their drive. There's no, I mean, people will say, "Oh, what about their midfield?" It's like the midfield. They're not as, I mean, and not. I don't mean to sound disrespectful. They're not as damaging as Daniels has been this season so far. No. Um, and you run the risk of him becoming more damaging if you tag a bottom pallet or McRae. They just accumulate. I mean. Bont has known to fade in and out of games as well, whereas Daniels has been rock solid from quarter to quarter to, from the start of the season right through. So, yeah, that's not a bad option, and I think some teams might consider that, um, especially coming to finals.
0: Um, yeah, so Bont obviously great as we said. Liber was fantastic as well. Like he he has gone so underrated this year. I think his game. Is not far off that um, 2016 level, if if not at that level, um,
1: very overlooked. Uh, so I just I was just doing some quick resets. Sorry, he was he was taking quite high um, uh, Bailey Smith number seven.
0: Yeah, I was going to say when you were saying that, I was like, you sure he was taking that high? Uh... Oh,
1: well, I thought I, I thought I thought it was out of the ten. I thought um, yeah, mm. like I thought it was 12 or 15 or something like that. But uh,
0: he still was pretty high. Uh, but I was more. It was yeah. more like. I get where you're going though. It's more that he underrated. Just, just that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think. I think people thought that the dogs overpaid for that. I think a lot of people thought he was overthought of by the. And this happens all the time in drafts where people get rated. Look at the like just gone, you know, through the the Dangerfield draft. Like Dangerfield was what thirteen or four twelve or something doesn't matter. Like he was outside. Like he was not in the top ten and. He in his draft, like you've got Cochin, you've got a bunch of other players. You know, I think it came up this week because of Cruiser, who was the number one pick in that draft.
1: And oh, that, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, it's a great, great. Obviously, you know, he was not. We keep running to say great tonight. <laughs> Very like 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 Trump just going for the hyperbole all the time. But like he was, um, you know, good player, obviously, but. Like, there's no way to, if you redrafted now, like, I know, you know, every Fox journalist wants to, Fox wants, wants to every day do another redraft. Like, it's it's the most annoying thing ever. But, like, just park that for a second. Like, it's, yeah, obviously. But, like, yeah, that it does happen where people get over... You, they're, they're, it's on future. It's not like a lot of the, obviously it's on current form, but you know somebody's current form is not what they're going to be in time. People develop over time. Dangerfield was a much smaller kid at that stage. You didn't think he would develop that, you know, barrel chest that he'd be able to, you know, do what he can do, like and and, and get yeah. and build the athleticism that he's built. Like it's there's it, it's the drafting is 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 really stupid in a lot of respects. Like it's so hard. Like I mean, you know. Michael Jordan, not pick one. Like I mean, there's there's a million examples of this. Like, he, what is he? Was Jordan pick three? Like Elijah one, mm-hmm. Elijah one's two, and then uh, sorry, no, Elijah one's one, mm-hmm. and then two is old oh, man we never heard of. So it's
1: Cleveland yeah. could have had Jordan. I think it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is endlessly funny. I think I think Philly could have had him as well if they traded better the previous year. Um, which is uh, which is. Hilarious. But yeah, look,
1: I mean, I mean, that's an interesting point, and I just want to touch on it very quickly now, just because of everything that's happened, and that's a good example. Do you think the draft age should um, now rate rise to twenty?
0: I don't know. I, I I've heard arguments for and against it. I'm really not. I don't. Not, I'm not trying to avoid the, the question at all. Obviously, we don't do that. Oh, no, cause here, but I don't, I, don't I don't
1: have it. Have a strong opinion about
0: it either. I don't have. A, I don't have a strong opinion about it because I'm not opinion about it because I'm not convinced either way. I, I can see arguments on both sides. I I think ideally, I if we were a bigger country with a bigger population, and if even if we had like you know New Zealand had a team or even two teams. And it was even bigger, like we had, you know, 35 million or something to pull from or something like that. Like, let's say Australia, another five. Let's say it's in 20 years' time or something. Australia's got a bigger population. I don't know if New Zealand has a team or something, whatever. But I, I, I do like the idea that, you know, you're a bit more mature once you enter into the league I, I can see all of that, I, and it's we obviously don't have the college system here, and it's very you know complex. And as somebody that watches a lot of American sport, I, I can see the benefit, but I think in the current system they probably have to leave it the way it is, to be honest. But I, I given we're just not that big of a country, it's just not there yet. But there are other elements of the draft that I think need to be better improved. I think like the amount of money that like <laughs> like it's a bit embarrassing with the amount of money that goes into the private school system, particularly living in a city like Melbourne where, you know, Scotch and Xavier and Carey and Trinity and all those schools get the Wesley and all that stuff, get the huge um, grants and get the ability to, you know, raise a lot of these players, but then there can be some pretty decent players that never like barely really get a look at. Um, So I don't know. I think this, it's it's a very long conversation that I, I, I don't really have enough, Uh, In some respects, enough information, but then in some other respects, I I don't have a strong enough opinion either way because I'm I'm not convinced either way. I think there's problems with both. But I think at at this stage, given the size of the country, it's probably – and everything, and particularly given COVID and everything going on, I think I would leave it the way it is. But um, I think it wouldn't be the worst idea if you could, like a G League in in the NBA or whatever, to – have them, you know, G-League's a bit different, I know, because, they, you know, it's the players that don't make it and then kind of go from there. But, you know, obviously the college system is the best example of that. They can go there and then develop and then go from there. I know some NBA players haven't gone that pathway, blah, 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 blah. The problem is that I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, and that. that's, it's, like, it, it's so individual. It depends on the person and their experience and their ability, and, like, it's it's it becomes very difficult, but... Yeah. Um, interestingly though, so like Hawthorne, obviously very slow to get going in that game against the dogs. Um, they never looked like it, but they won the second half. <laughs> like that's the hilarious thing. They they actually won the second half. Um, so the halftime score, my app doesn't want to, doesn't want to respond, but, um, they were very, very slow to get going. Um, and then they finally got there in the end, but oh, sorry, here we go. It's finally woken up, uh, the old app. One goal, two at half time to seven six. No good. Uh, yeah, bad. A,
1: you're
0: not going to win. No. And in another terrible game Sydney Lions. Should we discuss this? Um, I need to get a bottle of scotch to talk about this one. Um, Lions, both. Yeah.
1: Nah. No, yeah.
0: Okay. Horrendous. I mean, it was a horrendous game. Like, I, this, the last two weeks of this season have been, yeah, not, not great. Um, Lions are still not convincing to beat the teams they should have beat heavily, and that's the it's the same shit, really. Like it's it's the same crap. Like it's very frustrating. I know they won the game, but they should have won by more. I want to see more from this team. I want to see them put the foot on the throat. And you know they only
1: won by thirty two points. That's what that's what Premiership teams do at least once or twice throughout a season is they absolutely hammer a poor fledgling gazelle that's been shot in the arm or the leg I should say gazelles don't have arms um, and they see blood and they just pounce and just yeah and I'm not seeing it from Brisbane and I'm not seeing it from Port and that concerns me but more from Brisbane
0: I mean when, you, when you've when you got a game where at quarter time it's two goals to one goal one at half time it's two goals to three goals three I mean it, it, this is disgusting like I, 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 can't, I can't keep watching this. Like I, I, I'm sorry. Like I, if you're the listener and expect us to review this, this is not, this is too much. You're asking too much. Yeah, bad luck. Bad luck. <laughs> this is, this is a busted ass. Three quarters time. Three, three to five, four. No, I will not watch. Like it's, it, that's like eight goals.
1: Especially after having to watch. That's it. Ten, ten games in six days previous. No. You, you need no. breaks.
0: And and again, we spoke about this off air. Well, not on air, but you know what I mean, off off pod. Um, these, si- these seven o'clock starts, bad. Oh, i got to eat. Oh,
1: got to eat. Dinner time. Dinner. Got Din, din.
0: Yeah, I'm not having dinner
1: at five or no, four o'clock
0: in the No, I'm not. No, I'm not 80 years not old. Like I can't eat dinner then. No. No, no. no good. No. Bad. Um, terrible game. Look, I mean, I'm happy to keep moving. Have you got anything to yeah, discuss with on this?
1: Prison one, Sydney lost. Basically.
0: um, And then tonight which we haven't seen, but Collingwood, well, we've seen half of it. Collingwood versus the Gold Coast Suns. I mean, Suns at the start way faster, but, I mean, you know, Pies kind of built their way into it, um, regained some composure towards the back end. I mean, Pendlebury looked way off early. It'd be interesting. I'll tap into the um, stats now. But also oh, the he ended up with four goals too. So we had three goals um, at the half, so he got another one and a couple of points. But Sexton three goals three, so it looks like he could have won it as well. He, he looked quite good early, but Cox kicked a couple of goals. Cox wow, Cox, wow. A couple of goals. Geez, that, that's eight goals for him. That's good. Um
1: yeah. What six touches, so yeah. Troll Yeah, they obviously they, they had more at stake, so um not surprised it in the end, Collingwood came along and won by 22 points. So 68 to 46 for those who may have uh, not caught up on tonight's game and listening, whenever you're listening or watching this.
0: Um, Pendlebury, 19 disposals in the end. He, he didn't get anything in the first quarter. So that's, uh, that's yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, look, not, I mean, look, we can't really review this. We can just, if anything major happened out of it, we'll talk about it. Um, As soon as we can. Uh, Obviously, we had to start recording. We had to do something on a Monday. There was about 65 games we just discussed. So um, we will bid you a fair adieu. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Please check out Hobstone, hobstome.com.au. Check out Beyond the Game TV. Uh, Use the promo code AFLDEEPDIVE to get $25 off your first pack. Uh, thank you for listening. That was uh, 99 games by us. Good yeah, night.
1: Um, looking forward to a normal round of football. Yeah. Sort of finishing off the home and away season and then finals. Yay.
0: Yay. Something that matters.
1: Yay. Bye. Bye. See you. <laughs>